0: my garden angel intercede for me. Today, in our meditation, we are going to consider the virtue of hope and joy because both are very much related. The reality is that everyone is looking for happiness, but our own experience is that happiness escapes from our lives like the water in between our fingers. Even when we want to keep it and we make an effort, it goes away little by little. So many times has happened that when it seems we have a good moment, an unexpected event ruins it. Anxiety, pain or fear takes over the joy we were experiencing at that moment. Quite frequently, in this pursuit of happiness, one feels trapped like the mouse in the spinning wheel. It looks like happiness is at reach and then it disappears. The mouse can move very fast but doesn't get out of the cage. And so we are. We can look for happiness all the time but we never really reach it. We always hope that the future will bring this happiness that escapes from us. And I guess that's why we celebrate the new year so much, because it doesn't make sense really. And we celebrate it with music, dancing, drinks, fireworks, you name it. But the reality is very different. The only thing that the new year gives to us is age, but no happiness. The happiness and joy that last follows its own ways. Our human hope only brings frustration because very seldom we get what we were expecting. If everyone is looking for happiness, it's because it is part of our nature. We are made like that, to look for happiness, to want to be happy, and also because we haven't got it. That's the problem. We look for happiness because we are not happy, completely happy. We don't have the inner peace or the possession of the good that makes us happy. In St. John, Our Lord says, Peace I bequeath to you, my own peace I give you, a peace the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Do we have inner peace? Is our heart unrested? Are we really happy? with the happiness that really is inside of us and makes us happy? Well, think about it with our Lord. I will keep silent for a while. What is then the origin of this frustration? The origin of this frustration comes from the very day humankind wanted to be happy without God, the day of the original sin. God hath created us to be happy, but happy with Him. That's why we were made in His image and likeness. The book of Genesis says, And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God wanted us to have a happiness, but not just any kind of happiness. The same happiness that God himself has. That's why he wanted to share his divinity with us, so we could enjoy of it. Otherwise, we cannot enjoy the happiness of God. We need to, in a way, to be divine, to be able to enjoy it. But we decided, through the temptation of the devil, we decided to be happy on our own without God. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows That in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. This action, the original sin that our first parents committed, had a twofold consequence. The first one is closing the gates of heaven, because heaven is not a paradise, but heaven is the participation in the infinite love of God and we wanted to take his place. Remember, we wanted to be happy without him. And the second consequence is that we introduce a condition in our lives. We were the stewards of the creation because we were the image and likeness of God. God gave the creation to us. But after the original sin, we were not children of God anymore. We rejected to belong to the family of God. We rejected to be His likeness. Then the universe stopped recognizing us as the stewards of His master. We were alien to the universe our hope of controlling everything became a frustration, the frustration of being incapable of it, no matter how hard we tried. The hope of being happy with God sharing His infinite love for an eternity was swap for the human hope of being able to be happy here on earth for a limited time. A time and an earth that we were unable to control. There was nothing to look forward. Human hope is so poor that don't give any real hope but fear. Fear of the future and past and present. Fear of being harmed by the selfishness of other people. Fear of losing what we have got. We mimic the moment of the original sin when we look for happiness far away from God. Let's say sorry to God for all the moments we have ignored Him or those other moments we have been looking for happiness in the forbidden fruits where God is not present. You may need a bit of privacy for that. I leave you with him. What is the remedy then? The remedy has come from God. It could not be otherwise. He promised with the punishment, the punishment to our first parents, a redeemer. He said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, He shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. But there was a redeemer, someone that God was sending. The The love of God is a mystery. It goes beyond any human understanding. We didn't deserve his love, but he passed through the humiliation of the cross out of love for us. We were the ones who have offended Him, who have rejected Him, but He came to meet us. He could have just left us in the situation in which we have put ourselves, but no, He really wanted to do something for us. The Redima not only saved us from the dungeons of hell, but restore in us our dignity the dignity of being of his family. He transformed us from a rational animal to become children of God, sons and daughters of God. And then he gave us real hope, the theological hope. The prophet in Isaiah also says, For I, Yahweh, your God, I grasp you by your right hand. I tell you, do not be afraid. I shall help you. You see, the goodness of God. We have been so ruined to Him and He still comes to meet us. Lord, why do you love us so much? You can say it in a personal way. Why do you love me so much? What do I have that you seek me? Because I haven't given you anything good yet. But I would like to love you more and more. So, what is the hope that Jesus brought to us? It has to be something very special and very different. And it is. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, Hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. See that it says that it, we desire the kingdom of heaven, first of all that. It is not that we desire something very good, like lots of vocation for the church, or the conversion of everyone in the world. No. The only thing that we should desire is the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. It is like telling us the only thing that really matters, the only goal of our life, or your life, is to go to heaven, nothing else. Any other thing that we aspire here on earth is meaningless in comparison with this other very important aspect of going to heaven the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as a happiness That's it let's think a little bit on it with our Lord Jesus Christ ask yourself is that the goal of my life to go to heaven are all my efforts directed to it? Or in my mind, do I have many other goals that interfere with this one? Let's talk about this with Jesus. To understand this, let's go to the Gospel. I hope that this little bit of the Gospel will help us to understand what God has in mind. The 72 came back rejoicing. Lord, they said, even the devils submit to us when we use your name. You see, they have performed great miracles. Even they have been dealing with the devil and they have won the battle. And he said to them, I watched Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look, I have given you power to tread down serpents and scorpions and the holy strength of the enemy. Nothing shall ever hurt you. Yet, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you rejoice instead that your names are written in heaven our Lord himself is telling us that the only thing that really matters is to go to heaven our names are written in heaven and not only that no one is going to cross out our names from the book of life only each one of us have that power Jesus is not going to do this because he really wants us to go to heaven. That's why he created us. That's why he came on earth. That's why he died for us on the cross. That's why he forgives our sins every time we go to confession. That's why he has given us the Eucharist and everything. Our names are written in heaven. It's a real joy to know that we are destined to go to heaven. The Catechism of catholic Church finished by saying the following, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. That real hope of going to heaven is because Jesus has promised it. And you know, that is what made Abraham to be faithful till the end. He knew that God could not tell him a lie. He knew that God was not going to deceive him. And that's why he was so faithful to God, because God had been really faithful to him. That is the theological virtue of hope, is placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit is the promise from God is a promise that will be fulfilled I don't know if we realize that for us to go to heaven is impossible sometimes people think that if they are good they will go to heaven But let's be honest, the only thing that we are able to do well is to commit sins. To do good, not so much. So, for us, we could say that it is impossible. God himself tells us it. It is the moment of the young lad who said to Jesus that, Good Master, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, at the end, asked him to follow him, to sell everything that he had, and to follow him. And the gospel also said that he went away sad, because he was very rich. And let's carry on reading it. Then he says, When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be safe? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with, the, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. For us, it is impossible. It is as difficult as for a toddler to go from here, to, I mean, from here, from London to Glasgow. It's as difficult as that. Even if you give to the toddler... 200 pounds, and you say, "With this, you have enough money to go to Glasgow." The toddler will not know what to do. First of all, he doesn't know where is Glasgow, or even what is Glasgow, okay? And then may find also impossible to take a train and where to take the train and which direction, which platform, which anything, everything is impossible. You would not trust a toddler with 200 pounds in his pocket or her pocket and, and then to expect that it's going or yeah, getting Glasgow. But if you say to that toddler, don't worry, come with me, I will take you into Glasgow. Then the toddler will take you a hand I will be very happy to do anything that you ask, getting into the car, going to the train, whatever it is, they just will follow you, knowing and trusting that you will take them into him or her, into Glasgow. Mm. Now, the same with us. God says, I will take you into heaven. And we know that if we hold the the hand of God, the hand of Jesus, one day, will go into heaven, even if we, as I said before, the only thing that we are able to to do well is to commit sins. Let's say thank you to God for that. We have many proofs that Jesus will do anything to help us to go to heaven. Like, for instance, when our Lord went walking on the water to meet the apostles who were completely exhausted and thinking that the boat was going to sink. Or his promise to the disciples, and know that I am with you always, yes, to the end of time. He has been always there for us, or oh, the times in which you may be witness of them. He, like a very good father, has come to take us out of the dirty puddle in which we had placed ourselves, cleaning us through confession, restoring on us the dignity and inv- the dignity of the children of God, and invigorating our soul to be able to pray again. But the great proof that God wants our salvation, that he will do anything to help us to go to heaven, is that he has given us the Eucharist. And with the Eucharist, he has given us his mother. These are the greatest gifts that God has given to us. Especially because... Both of them are very close to his heart. The Eucharist, because it's our Lord Jesus Christ, he himself, everything that he is, as a human, as God, he places it in our hands. Take it and eat it. I want you to become like me, so then you will go to heaven. And then his mother. He wants to hear his mother because he is, he is expecting us to be in heaven with him. Otherwise, both gifts will not make sense at all. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother, immaculate and Joseph... My father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.